Hello and welcome to the 52nd edition of Crosby's Nine podcast. Are you ready to go? What are we going to talk about today? The expression is cup of tea. Whose cup of tea is that? Whose cup of tea is that? Can you repeat, please? Whose cup of tea is that? It's not mine. That's not my cup of tea. So, today's four words to remember are whose, 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 and whose. Wait a second. They all sound the same. Well, they do all sound the same, but we're going to take a look at the differences. Whose cup of tea is that? Now, first of all, what does the expression mean? Well, if you prefer something, if you find something pleasing, we can use the expression cup of tea. You say, well, that's not really my cup of tea. Let me give you an example. And this is true. I really don't like musicals. I have a lot of friends and a lot of family members who love musicals. Well, I'm not a big fan of musicals. So musicals are not my cup of tea. So you can use this in the negative, and I would say we usually do use this expression in the negative, but many times we use it in the affirmative as well. For example, if I know that you like fiction, right? I know you listeners. Most of you like fiction. Well, therefore, I bought you a novel. Yeah, I bought you a novel as a gift. Why did I buy you a novel? I bought you a novel because I know fiction is more your cup of tea. Do you know what I mean? Let's repeat, please, together. I bought you a novel because I know fiction is more your cup of tea. Or I bought you a novel because I know that fiction is your cup of tea. Right? So I know that you prefer fiction to nonfiction. And I don't like musicals, so musicals are not my cup of tea. Okay? So that's the expression cup of tea. Please go out into the world and use it. Use this expression. You'll understand it better. You will see how it's used. And I find, and you may have found this as well, that when you learn a new expression or when you learn a new word, you see it. You see it in the real world. You find it in a magazine. You hear somebody mention it. You read it somewhere, right? So go out and use this expression, cup of tea. Okay, now, today's title, the title of today's 52nd episode is, Whose Cup of Tea Is That?, right? That's the title of the podcast. Well, I want to teach you something very important. In fact, I want to recommend or remind you of something very important because you probably already know how to use this word whose, but many people continue to make the same mistake. Listeners, please fix these mistakes. Fix these mistakes right now so that you don't continue to make the same mistake over and over. Okay. So if I see, for example, a mug on the table, over there, there is a mug on the table. Please repeat. There's a mug on the table over there. There's a mug on the table over there. It's not near me. It's far from me. Okay. And I don't know whose mug it is. What's the question? Whose mug is that? Whose mug is that? Whose mug is that? Two things to keep in mind here. First of all, it's singular. So whose mug is and the second thing to keep in mind is the reference. How far away is it? It's over there. So whose mug is that? Not whose mug is this. I told you, right? We already said that the mug is over there. Whose mug is that? Okay. One important thing to keep in mind. We don't say whose is... <clears throat> no. We don't say whose are... No, no. We say whose mug, car, glasses, table, book, 
computer microphone is that or whose car is that or whose car is this or whose books are these or whose books are those okay so again it's whose and then the thing that we want to know whose property it is who it belongs to and then the rest of the sentence whose mug is that whose mug is this what's a mug by the way well, a mug is similar to a cup, but it's a little bit bigger, and we typically use mugs for drinking coffee or tea. But I like drinking coffee out of a cup, a small cup. Repeat, please. I like to drink coffee out of a small cup. That's my cup of tea. Drinking coffee out of mugs is not my cup of tea. Drinking coffee from Small cups is my cup of tea. I like it. I find it pleasing. Okay? Now, keep in mind, listeners, that we need to remember if it's singular or plural. Whose glass is that? Whose glass is that? Okay, well, I don't know whose glass it is. Let me find out. Whose glass is that over there? Whose glass is this right here? Yeah, there is a glass on the table right next to me. Whose glass is this or whose glass is that? Now, glasses, if we take it plural, <laughs> and this, of course, could be two different items. We could use the word glasses like what I'm wearing right now. You know my picture on the web, right? You've seen my picture. I wear glasses. And by the way, those of you who are listening on Evox, and most of you are, iVox, Evox, check out our community where I reinforce all of the things you're learning on these podcasts. So again, the question is, whose glasses are these? Whose glasses are those? So it's plural. And if the glasses are near me, I say, whose glasses are these? Or if they are far from me, I would say, whose glasses are those? Okay. Whose bottle is this? Whose bottle is this? I don't know. This is Joe's bottle. Whose bottle is that? Okay. Pitcher. Whose pitcher is this? What's a pitcher, by the way? A pitcher is a large container for liquid or drinks. You know, in the summertime, you might order a pitcher of sangria. Whose pitcher is that? Okay. Now, I mentioned that's just one version of whose. The other version is my cousin whose father is my uncle works in New York. Repeat, please. My cousin, whose father is my uncle, works in New York. Okay, well, we can see the difference here, the different meaning of whose in this case. Or, for example, my best friend, whose car recently broke down. So it's possession here, right? It's basically the same, but we're not using it in a question. When we use whose for possession, it's spelled W-H-O-S-E right? My cousin, whose father is my uncle, works in New York, or my best friend, whose car recently broke down. Now, the third version. Are you ready? And you know this. My cousin, who's now working in New York, doesn't own a car. Repeat, please. My cousin, who is, who is, who is, contraction. My cousin, who's now working in New York, doesn't own a car. How do you spell whose? In this case, W-H-O apostrophe S. It sounds like W-H-O-S-E, but it's different. It's the contraction of who is. Or, for example, my best friend who's on vacation lives across the street. Repeat, please. My best friend who's on vacation 
lives across the street. Well, again, that's spelled W-H-O apostrophe S. It sounds just like W-H-O-S-E, but it's completely different. It's the contraction of who is. And the fourth whose is the contraction of the two words who has, which is followed by the verb in its participle form. For example, my cousin, who's worked in New York for years, doesn't own a car, right? Or, for example, my niece, who's read hundreds of novels, still prefers nonfiction, okay? So that's the fourth version of whose. It's the contraction of who has, of course, which is followed by the verb in its participle form, okay? Well, I hope learning and practicing your English with these podcasts is your cup of tea, right? To practice the expression. So go back and listen to this episode and then go out into the world and put into practice what you have learned here today. Okay? That's it for the 52nd episode. Thanks for tuning into Crosby's Nine Podcast. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.